I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Down the block, Andrew John. Inside for Elba. Elba will score. Elba will score. Newcastle and won. Now, onto the front rows. So, Tavita Panga Jr. and Haas, Flegler and Collins. What's really interesting, I won't read out all the stats. What's really interesting, though, is both New South Wales forwards average more metres. They both have way more offloads and both have a better attack efficiency. So, to statistically, uh, Tavita Panga Jr. and Haas are, you know, so... When you look at the statistics with Haas and Tavita Pango Jr., 91% tackle efficiency, 13 offloads. For, this is Tavita Pango Jr., 13 offloads in 129 metres. Haas, 98.4% tackle efficiency, 190 metres, 25 offloads, 56 tackle breaks. Like, that is an anomaly. No one's going to get close to that. Whereas you look at the, the uh, Queensland front row, 94.4% uh, tackle efficiency. Oh, okay, so apologies. So he does have a better tackle efficiency than Tavita Pango Jr., but five offloads, 113 average run metres. And Collins, 124 average run metres, 91% tackle efficiency, only six offloads. I mean, the big, big, big stat for me here is the metres and the offloads. That is a huge difference. Before we do get to that, is Payne Haas at 98.4% tackle efficiency? Mm. He's a front row making 50 tackles a game, not the most amazing stat. It's fucking wild. Playing huge minutes. It's incredible. And, no, like, I'm if I get to an end of game and I look at the stats and Payne Haas has made less than 40 tackles, I go, oh, did he get rested? Was he not <laughs> out there? What, what happened here? Mm, mm. That is amazing. Yeah. Averaging 16 runs a game. <laughs> 25 and This is load. what – when we say there's been great front rowers before him but there's been no one like Payne Haas, who we go, oh, Webkiss, they're not like this guy. Yeah, we've never that seen That is off like. the charts. Yeah. It's it, absolutely insane. Absolutely insanity that – like he's giving you nine to ten out of tens every single week as a front rower. Like it is just, just on the offloads as well. Um, obviously, TBJ's only played six games, so on average, they're the besides Jermaine Hopgood, um, Payne Haas, and Tavita Panga Jr. for like forwards who have played over five games are pretty much one in the top three of the whole NRL. Wow! Um, for average, average offloads per game. And then you got Junior Polo, yeah. who we know can offload. It is. Uh, 
It's a. It's honestly, it could be the, the game <clears throat> decider. Like, if they go out and do that kind of uh, those stats in Origin. We won't be able to hold. We just won't be able to hold them out. Oh, I left here last Monday thinking that team list at Freddie's name. There's no way that's how they'll run out. All indications of how they train the other day looks like that's how they will Mm. run out. No idea about Queensland, but Mm. from look at the New South Wales side, that's what it looked like how they would run out. It's such a gamble because if Tavita Pangai Jr., if he starts and the game doesn't go the way New South Wales want, he could be gassed in literally 10 minutes and all of a sudden you're going, oh, my God, we need to get him off ASAP. And you've just – you haven't got – have been able to use his main asset yeah. at all in that first stint. But if it goes the way that you want it to go, you could be two tries up. It'll be interesting to see if it doesn't go, because as we said last week, you'll know in the first set. Mm. You'll know in the first set if this is going to go the way that we want it to go with TBJ. I wonder what Freddie's, will, will it just be if it's not looking good, take him off and regroup yeah. to get him back out there as quick as you possibly can. Mm. You might burn it in and change there, but if you can get him off regroup and get the proper TBJ. Mm. And look, I, I criticised him last week, so I don't want to pick him. Watched him very closely the other day. His body language and everything was tremendous down there for New South Wales. You can tell the other guys, none of them are second-guessing having him there mm. at all, which mm. which shouldn't be a shock to any of us. But, I, yeah, I, I'm feeling more confident about TBJ than what I was last week, without mm. a doubt. Yeah, I'm with you, Guru. Again, the fact that we've had a week to regroup and think about these things, the more I think about the TPJ session, firstly, I'd prefer him off the bench. I'd start Junior Bolo and just TPJ's impact off the bench to a tiring pack. Yeah. Like the first 20 minutes of Origin are absolutely killer mm. and for those reasons you just said I, I, I hope you'll be alright though but I'd be far more confident of coming on 20-25 minutes in with his impact mm. at club level where he needs to string games together and not have brain explosions and not make errors and not have all these the negative sides of TPJ I have my queries but at origin level where we're saying mate go out there I need one good performance for you or it might be three good performances from you in limited minutes, we know he can be, four periods of play, the best front rower in the game. Mm. So I'm not like, I shouldn't say how much can go wrong because mm. that's a dangerous thing to say about Tevita Pango Jr. <laughs> but go out there, go ham for two 15-minute stints, whatever it might be, two 20-minute stints. And I, I really see where Freddie's come from. Like, I get it. Mm. It excites me. makes me nervous. But I think he can have a real impact on this game. I... I'd love to see him come off the bench come game day, but... Yeah, and for me, you said the offloads are so important. For me, it's not about offloads. It's about effective offloads. It's about yeah. offloading in the right moments. And that's where the first 20 minutes of the game, you get into this arm wrestle. You probably don't encourage too many offloads, particularly some Larry left field offloads. But once he does come on against tiring forwards, 20 minutes in and the game starts to break open a little <coughs> bit, there'll be more opportunity for offloads. That's where I think he'd be more effective. Well, I, I personally thought... And this is me just being paranoid, tinfoil hat. I thought it was a bit of smoke and mirrors to try to almost get the Queensland forward pack in this mindset of like, all right, let's go. let's mm. like, And get the Queenslanders to make the mistake of being too hyped up for that first 10 minutes. Because we know Flegler and Collins, they, have, they see red mist. They see red mist. And so I just wonder, is it a bit of mind games from Freddie to say that he's starting? So all week the build-up is... Tevita Bangar Jr. versus Flegler and Collins. Is there going to be a punch on? Is there going to be this? And you've got Collins and Tevita uh, and Flegler reading the papers going, fuck, I'm just, let's just go. So I wonder whether that's going to be a bit of smoke and mirrors, but I can't wait. So if, if you have, back to the point of TBJ, Club V, we'll find out what Origin delivers for him. But if I'm going TPJ V Flegler at club level, I'm taking Flegler every day of the week. I want him for the duration of the season, long term. But as a head-to-head, you know, playing 30 minutes each, Origin, I'm going... 
I think I might take TPJ. Yeah. You're right in regards to you just need three. Like, let's say you did play him for 20 minutes. You just need three 20-minute good periods from him. Tavita can do that. In a series. In a big way. Three tw- well, I mean, we saw, I feel like last year, the Maroons with Josh Papali'i, he didn't play, he only played about 20, 25 minutes yeah, max, didn't yeah. he? So maybe they do similar with TPJ. Mm-hmm. So it's, you're not asking that much, yeah. are you? Well, he, I, I can't see him playing many minutes. I just don't know. I, don't, I just can't see him keeping up with the pace of the, the game for that yeah. for longer than those stints. And Cam Murray will come on and play, what, probably 55 straight, yeah, if not I'd 60. Say. I'd say. Um, now, on to the Queenslanders. Now, what is it's what I love about this forward pack versus each other is in the front rowers, it just represents so much what usually happens in origin. You've got two explosive statistically unbelievable forwards where you go probably give them the nod statistically but then you go across and you look across to the Queenslanders and you go okay statistically yeah their ceiling's not as high yeah all of these things but they turn up in origin and they just go absolutely fucking crazy and you see this whole other man out there and I do think Flegler and Collins have that in them they are they are dogs they're going to go for 80 minutes if you said Collins and Flegler I need you to go 80 you know they could. Yeah. You know they could. And they'd love it. They'd embrace it. And so that's where that, like, they, every player, every forward front rower has a ticker. I'm not saying they don't. But just that 80 minutes willingness to go that extra mile, maybe that's where Flegler and Collins win the game. Well, for, for me, it is where they can win the game because, mm. like, we talk, I, I know what I'm going to get out of Payne Haas. I know what I'm going to get out of Flogland. Uh, Flogland. <laughs> Flogler. <laughs> my best That's a good there. one, Flogler. Flogler. <laughs> I know you what I'm going like to get Broncos. out of those two, uh, but it, it is the game with TPJ. I, I don't know what I'm going to get. He hasn't been in the arena before. The other guys have. I know what I'm going to get 100%. Um, yeah, I, I really like your forward pack. And I know jealous. people are sitting there screaming going, Hass could go 80 minutes. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. But Hass is the superstar. Hass is the, the guy in the, on the billboards, on the papers. Flegler and Collins... They're just the battlers. They're the battlers that somehow turn up for Origin sometimes. And you talk about this really, like he obviously played big minutes, Payne Haas, and it's, very, it's different but similar how Munster needs to step up for Queensland mm. with what's coming off that bench for the Maroons. And we know how Maroons are known for this first 20-minute dogfight. We need Payne Haas to step up, mm. and he will. Yeah. I don't think he's played a bad minute of footy his entire life, but he has to be big for us. Well, actually, under 12s, he <laughs> dropped three balls in the first <laughs> half. Just so you know, Timmy the Tin Man... <laughs> Has, has played half a game that wasn't that great. My brother's cousin's sister saw him play. I stand corrected. <laughs> Apologies. As uh, as someone that I have no doubt watches Haas more or closer than we do, how many minutes do you think he'll play? Haas? Yeah. Oh, I think it'll be real just game dependent. Yeah. Really game dependent because you just got, you got Martin and Murray on the bench. Like mm. It'll just be how the game is unfolding. But what I love about the starting of Haas is that if Tavita's ass is hanging out, you know Haas has got the gas tank to, to pick up that, um, the slack yeah. of Tavita. Uh, and that, not to say that that definitely will happen, but as I said, if you guys are defending constantly for the first 10, I just, Tavita, like, what's the longest stint he's played at club? Like, not very long. He does mm. gas quite, yeah. he's a big boy, put it that way. I, yeah. I would think probably the goal would be to get him through the first half, mm. play the first 10 of the second half, probably have a 15 minutes break and come on for the last 15. So mm. looking at anywhere from 60 to 65 minutes, as you said, Kempi, game dependent. The goal might for him to play the first 40, 
but we know what Origin and the speed of it can be like. Yeah. After 30 minutes left, go, this bloke needs a spell. Yeah. So he misses the last 10 of the first half and maybe the first 15 of the second half and comes on. But mm. or, or it could be a matter of he's done his job. Let's get the fast play the balls on and break this game completely yeah, you, over. You know what? It might be the first 30 minutes, for, uh, misses the back half of the first half, start of the second half, then comes on for the last 25. Mm. That probably makes more sense because 40 minutes as a middling origin Ooh. to big ass. And he's a big boy. He's a yeah, big yeah. boy. So and I think that's probably more likely. They're, they're make, it might be 20, they could be 20 minutes in and Freddie could be feeling like, if I get some quick play the balls here, we are going to score points. Um, so I really think it's game dependent, really game dependent. Isn't it crazy when you look at Payne Haas? Wednesday's going to be his eighth origin game. He's 23 years old. Like he could have 10 more years of origin ahead of him. And we're already talking about him as the main front row for New South Wales. Like I, when he went down at training the other day, I, my eyes wrote, I went, I never realised how important he yeah. was until right now. Mm. I will say you absolutely are going to miss Jake Trevojevic in the middle there. Oh, without a doubt. Yes. Right. Hell yeah. yeah. Seriously, we talk about origin players and, you know, it's he's almost like on a, just a step above the Flegler and Collins in regards to they may not – and I know Jake Trevojevic is a superstar now, but, like, he's not the highlights player. Statistically, you're not going to sit there and go, holy heckers, look at that, you know, 180 metres and 20 offloads. But the clean-up work, the tough stuff, the one percenters, the never-give-in, the, the needing to go to places that no other man will go to, Jake Trevojevic goes to those places. And he's just one of those. I, like, when Payne went down the other night, I turned to Manny, I said, fuck, is Dale Finucane available? Yeah. Like, he's the sort – because Jerbo isn't. It's mm. the sort of guy I want in there. Mm. Campy, I'm throwing a real, real curly one at you, and it's, I want it to be a real quick, short, sharp answer. And I should have saved it for another week. Like, no, I want to hear it now. I'm so keen. We sat here at the back end of last year of the regular season. The Broncos had just shit the bed. This isn't a dig, don't worry. <laughs> and Pat Garrett had missed the back end of the season. And we all spoke about who we would prefer at the Broncos if you're building around, would it be Carrigan or Haas? Mm. I don't want justification. I want a one-word answer. You can re-sign one player for the next 10 years, Carrigan or Haas, the Broncos. <laughs> who is it? I don't, I don't want you to validate yourself, justify yourself. I want a one-word answer. That's fucked. <laughs> That's fucked. That's just like I know. trying to pick your favourite child. Yeah, pick it. <laughs> Bro, oh. His parents already picked Sam. So. Yeah. <laughs> and I've, I've come to live with that decision. And so they're both on the same amount of money? Yep, same amount. Both on a million a year. Next 10 years, you can only have one of them. Oh, man. <laughs> I think last year I said Carrigan. We, I think we all said Carrigan last year off the back of that losing streak at the end. Oh. oh man, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe Carrigan. Just oh, of the I would say Carrigan personally. Just because of the just captaincy side bit. of things. Yeah. But in regards to what you can do on a footy field, like no, like Haas is in his own league. Mm. Haas is in. If you're talking about pure footy, like on the rugby league field, nothing else matters. You go Haas. So yeah. But if you're talking about off the field and all the stuff that Carrigan, you know, the, everything like that. Which is what makes it so hard because you're not just stacking up stats on the field. Nah. Like so Who would you go one word answer? I'm Carrigan. <laughs> That's why I asked him the question because uh, I didn't have an answer. On, mate. Don't cow it out now. I would go Carrigan. Matty? Uh, nah, I'd go, I'd go Payne Haas. He's just really? a once in a generation thing. Bleeds but. blue, Matty. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I honestly don't know. Because, like, know watching Haas this year, it's just like, bro, seriously, 
He's so good. He's so good. If you were another club trying to decide which one you'd sign, you'd almost be happy to say, Brisbane, pick yours. I'll have the other one. Yeah, whatever you were trying to Because yeah, yeah, yeah. you'll win either way. Yeah, you win yeah. either way. Now, onto the hookers. Appy, 11 games, two tries, two line breaks, four try assists, four line break assists, 87.6% tackle efficiency, 58 metres. Um, look, this is not really one for one because he's a halfback, but 11 games, five tries, eight force dropouts, nine try assists, nine line break assists, 85% tackle efficiency, 98 metres. Stats aren't really comparable. Um, as a Queenslander, uh, I've got so much respect for Appy's talent, his ability. But for me, hunt every day of the week. I've, in origin, Hunt is unbelievable. Unbelievable. Yeah, Benny Hunt, for sure. Uh, and I think that we'll talk about it soon, obviously, when we get to the bench. But when you consider that Hunt's got, you know, he might be the best or the second best hooker in rugby league. The other one's sitting on the bench. Appy, it looks like he'll have to go close to 80. Nico Hines spent time at dummy half the other day. So... I don't know how well that's going to work, but I, I have my same same concern with Appy that I had last week, and I'm not sure how he's going to go playing huge minutes. Look, I, I think Hunt is just as crafty as Appy. Mm. I think physically he's a bit stronger. Um, but Appy Coruscant, at his best, we're talking about the back-to-back premiership winning hooker. Yeah. So it's like, although I would pick Hunt in this situation... Appy with Cleary, Luai with Yo, that is scary, scary stuff. As a There's no stat for it there, but just Hunt's kicking game mm. and how smart he is with his kicking game. But that, that's what killed us at the back end of, I think it was game one, two or three last year. Like just when Hunt came on and just the moments he would pick and choose when to kick long, mm. it's just a genius. Well, it's crazy, it. and I said it on the podcast before, but Cam Smith before the even series even started, he's like, I'm going to tell him to do this, 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 and this. Big game comes. He just did exactly what Ken Smith said, and it just went pick the game apart. Yeah, really happy for you. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, um, yeah. Like we all know how they both play. It's going to be an incredible matchup. Appy scheming around the ruck, constantly dangerous. Nines are all about their forward pack, though. I do think that the good thing for Hunt, though, is he has because he can play seven. And he also plays nine, could even play a bit of lock if he wanted to. He's just got more – if the game goes certain ways, I think he can handle it a little bit better. Whereas I think Appy, he probably needs the game to go a certain way for him to just kill it. It has to go in a certain way for Appy, but if it does, it's his game. He will He will honestly tear us apart. Like every – I can already see it in my mind, Appy jumping out of dummy half, taking two to three steps. Sometimes he passes it, sometimes he doesn't. And every single play the ball, the markers are on red alert because they're just wigging out about Appy Corosau. I can see it happening. And as you guys said before, they've picked a, f- a team of middle forwards that can all offload. Mm. And that's going to suit Appy down to Massively. a tee. If it all comes together, like Freddie's planning it in his mind, it could mm. be lethal. It's so lethal. Like so many points could come through that middle yep. third because your forwards – if your forwards do exactly what you hope they're going to do – very, very tough to stop. And even, even if it's not points coming, it's just that, like, with the guys that are offloading it, Queensland are going to make nine tackles every set mm. and be on the back foot entirely. It just takes so much out of the tank. Where do you see going with Hunt versus Happy? Yeah, you've always sort of touched on my mate, on the points I was going to touch on there. And it was around, firstly, that I think Ben Hunt, firstly, your hooker's only as good as your full pack. Appy will need the go forward and, and the winning that battle through the middle to impact this game. Ben Hunt, I think his game being more well-rounded, as you said, Kempi, he can influence the game if Queensland's middles don't dominate as much and he can, he can still be a bit more creative there. 
So all, all pack dependent, but as Guru touched on, I just think the triple threat of kicking games for the Maroons with Benny Hunt at number nine, particularly the long kicking game. You've got DCE and Benny Hunt, two of, if not two, the best 40-20 kickers in the game and long-range kickers in the game, just probing, probing, probing. Mm. And when you have Munster, who's got a good kicking game, again, very good long, Munster, DC and Benny Hunt, you can't, like, there'll be a lot of pressure stacked, put on Nathan Cleary because he'll be the go-to kicker for the Blues. But the Maroons could go any way, so they can't all bite in on one bloke. Yeah. And the second they all line up for Ches, because I think he's getting it, Benny Hunt steps off that other fourth, fourth tackle and pots a 40-20. You can just see it happening. Even Harry Grant's kicking game has gotten yeah. so much better yeah. as well. Um, okay, on to the back row. Rizel and Young versus Gilbert and Fafuda. Um Rizel, 10 games, 4 tries, 3 line breaks, 0 line break assists, 4 offloads, 96.3% tackle efficiency, 98 metres. Young, 11 games, 5 tries, 3 line breaks, 2 line break assists, 22 offloads, 89% tackle efficiency, 103 metres. Gilbert... 11 games, two tries, one line break, 16 tackle breaks, four offloads, 91% tackle efficiency, 118 average metres. Foyda, 11 games, <laughs> four tries, five line breaks, six line break assists, 23 offloads, 92% tackle efficiency, and 170 average metres. Look, I think that Gilbert, Young, Frizzell, all about on the same level of how they could impact a game. Now, some may play better than the other, I think Fafita is the real ace up the sleeve in this situation. And I think Fafita as well, he's the big aspect that worries me we didn't talk about when we're talking about Hamiso. Mm. Like you look there, what's that, 24 offloads so far this season? Fafita, like it's not a one, two-man job, it's a three-man job. If he can get that offload away, Hamiso's all of a sudden up against scattered numbers. And to compare stats just quickly, 23 offloads for Fafita, four offloads for um, Gilbert, 22 for Young, Four offloads for Frizzell. So it is really interesting that it's almost a mirror image of back rows. Yeah. So you've got Young, the game breaker, Fafita, the game breaker, mm. and then the battler of Frizzell and the battler of, of Gilbert. Um, I do think that Fafita's game breaking is uh, a step above Young's game breaking. But we haven't seen Young in origin. We just don't know what he's going to do. I think they break games in very different ways too. Mm. And I think that just when you optically look at it, the way Fafita does it is just so <clears throat> damaging and unbelievable. But like Hudson's got his own little ways well, I'll tell to have big impact on games. There was a scary quote this week that made me a bit worried about Hudson in, from a Queensland perspective. He said basically like... He, they asked him who he's he been the biggest fan of in camp or whatever. And he said, Nathan Cleary in the spine. He just said, it's one thing to play against them. He said, it's another thing to play with them and just see how good they are at like, and I'm paraphrasing here, see how smooth they are. And that's what scares me. And this is no disrespect to Jackie White and, and Fogarty, but we haven't seen Hudson Young outside the best in the business. Well, the reality is Jack, like he's a tailor-made 5'8". Mm. He's not a natural six. He's mm. done incredibly well there. But he's not, he's not like these these Penrith boys. Mm. So I agree. I, I think the other thing with Fafita that, you know, obviously this year we all talk about how he's just improved as far as taking the line on and just getting the ball in the right spots. But I think his ball playing has been tremendous yeah. this year. And mm. that's that's the other thing that really worries me with Hamiso, that Fafita's realised that he can be as dangerous just holding the ball for that second longer and then mm. giving it because he just draws guys in. I, It's a scary combo there. 
170 average meters. The closest is Gilbert, who's been playing 13 at 118. And also, he's battling with himself. As far as I can see here, I just looked it up. I just saw it on Twitter. He's never reached 130 per year before. Who's that? Fafida. So, like, his next best is 128 meters per year, per game. That's according to Jason Oliver. And that's the thing as well Twitter. with Fafida. Like, realistically, if you miss that tack on the front line, he's got to meet her next week. It's a try. Mm, yeah. He's gone. He's gone. Um, I just, I cannot wait to see. So, will it be Young versus Fafida? Or will it be Young versus Gilbert? Frizzell and Fafida, I believe. Yep. Yeah. And then Hudson and Gilbert. Ooh. So you've got the the battlers, the high quality, good defenders. Mm. Frizzell versus Fafida. I tell you what, if I wanted, outside of Cam Murray, who I probably would have put there to take care of David Fafida, Frizzell's up there with one of the guys I'd want to do a job. He's been in the Origin Arena plenty of times before. He's a tough, he's fit, gets through a bunch of work. He's also athletically gifted, you know, not, not to the degree um, Fafida is, but he's a beast. And that's yeah. where you have got these two, you know, upside juggernauts <clears throat> against two guys that obviously Frizzell, he's got the runs on the board as being an origin player. Tom Gilbert, he might not have those runs on the board, but I heard Wayne Bennett say the other day, he's an origin player. No 100% he's asked. an origin player. I, I got no doubt that I don't know how good he'll play, I know Gilbert is ripping and tearing. Yeah, he'll do a job yeah. every single. You already know he's that caliber before he's got five years of runs on the board. Yeah. So you know, Origin. You know the history of Origin. He won't says, go missing. Not at all. No. And, and there were a lot of players. No, well, some players get to Origin and they they go missing a little bit. Gilbert's not. Going well, that, that's the history of Origin. Tells us that the high upside guys taking on an Origin player, mm. the Origin player will win the basket. Exactly right. Mm. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> and you is can't it, measure that shit. It just it is what it is. That's it. Like for feeder. Like, he's certainly the scariest of those four by a mile. He's mm. like, he's the upside player there. We think we'll get a, a good game out of him. In fact, I'm pretty confident we will. But we also know that when he plays big minutes, there can be defensive lapses. There can be lazy mm. efforts. Whereas Tommy Gilbert, you know, he'll put in for 80 minutes. Mm. Yeah, He'll be 110% effort. He puts it all in. I do, and I touched on it last week, I see it as a great opportunity for Gilbert. Uh, sorry, the Blues going at Gilbert in that edge of DC, Gilbert, Vale and Cobbo. I really think they're going to go there a lot in this game. Gilbert, I know he's played enough in, on the edge before, but I, I think he's a much better middle. Mm. Uh, I'm, I'm optimistic as a Blues supporter that they picked him on the edge rather than stuck him as a middle. That being said, it's, it's almost intangible as well. Origin player, you yep. know he's going to get a job done. <coughs> they wouldn't have picked him there if they weren't confident that yep. he wouldn't. So... Yep. I'm not upset by it, though. Mm. They'll have a good game. Well, I mean, because he hasn't played on the edge, there may be spacing that usually isn't there because he hasn't played on the edge all year. I mean, that's a, yeah. that could be a reality. Yeah, yeah. He could have the biggest crack out of anyone. He still could make some errors because, as in defensive reads or whatever, mm. because he just hasn't got the reps there. Um, so that could happen, but I, um, I can't wait. I, I actually think the back row is relatively even in regards to so Frizzell's experience like tips you guys over the edge, but then for feeders superstardom tips him over the edge. Hudson Young and Gilbert, they're they're both kind of like we just don't know. But we, what we do know for sure is Young and Gilbert are going to rip and tear all day long. I think it's so interesting with Hudson too. Like I've always looked at him and gone, he's got what it takes to be in the Origin Arena. Mm. Whereas for feeder the last few years, I probably haven't. Mm. But in the last ten weeks, Oof. I've gone ah, oh, fuck. Okay, <laughs> it's happened now. 
He's like what twenty three years old or something now. It's like yeah. so crazy, bro. He's so young. And I, I, I genuinely do really hope that Fafita and Hudson are starting edge back rollers instead of Roger for the next ten years. Because oh, I think they're both tailor made for It'd it. It'd be so good, so good. Could you imagine the the battles they're going to have if oh. they're back rollers? Well, oh my Fafita's God. one that has every opportunity in this series to go, all right, you're being the most dominant edge backer in the NRL. You have the potential to be the best forward in the NRL. He could come out and tear this apart and we just go, yep, yeah, there he is. The best one of the, yeah. like, he, he could be anything good. <laughs> he could be anything. Oh my and that's God. where it worries me that yeah. inside him, he's got little cam monster that no one's talking about. Mm. <laughs> now onto the locks. Arguable the battle of the... You know, I, I think the battle of Carrigan, mate versus mate, Carrigan versus Haas, I can't wait to see that. I can't, because they are really close. They complement each other so well at the Brisbane Broncos. You know Carrigan is not going to take a backwards step. You know Haas isn't. But in regards to like genuine battles, impact on the game, this is almost as important as the seven battle, in my opinion. Like Isaiah Yo versus Carrigan. It is the the... I don't think, and maybe I'm, I'm probably being hyperbolic. It's Origin. Excuse me. But have we seen 13s at this level, this high level going at each other? Far out. I, I just don't know. I, maybe, maybe we have, if you guys can think of some 13s that, both 13s that could play this high level of rugby league. I think two guys as well that are just, like we talk about so many of these matchups are such different players. These two are so similar. Mate, so many ways, so, and they, they're just so impactful for their clubs. Yeah. You know what? You had I think Corey Parker played thirteen for a bit, did a great job. Gallon played thirteen for a bit, but did they have the silkiness that Isaiah Yo and Carrigan do? Now I'm not saying that their career is better. You know, Corey Parker and and Gallon. We're talking about premiership winners here. Obviously, Yo is, um, but the just a thirteen that has as well rounded game as these two. I just. I don't know. I can't remember. And a time. plays the big minutes. Just big does minutes. All, yeah. Big hit ups. Big defense. Great ball playing. Great offloads. Mm. Super smart. Like and, and like you just know that whatever points are scored in this game leading up in that set, one of these two would have had their fingerprints. I love over the two or three times. I love that. I agree with all your boys' sentiments. And it could also be Cam Murray and Tino Fasu Malawi starting. Yeah. You could still have the same conversation. Yeah. Yeah, because yep. of the quality of all four of those yep. blokes. Hundred percent. It is this matchup is incredible, and I'm sure I'm sure there'll be people that will remind us about some great thirteens that have come through. It's more just both thirteens, like yeah. both teams mm. having thirteens. That if Carrigan got picked at thirteen for Australia and Yo didn't, you'd go, oh, it's like okay. If Yo gets picked for Australia, you go, yeah, it's okay. Just so good. So anyway. 11 games, zero tries, 25 tackle breaks, 11 average runs, nine offloads, 97% tackle efficiency, 165 average meters. That is Isaiah Yo. Carrigan, 12 games, zero tries, 21 tackle breaks, 14 average runs, 16 offloads, 96% tackle uh, efficiency, and 170 average meters. Like their <clears throat> stats are so similar, it's mm. mental. There's nothing in it. There's literally nothing in it. Um, where, where do you see. I guess the difference because like they're going to do the same thing. I'd say Isaiah Yo maybe a bit better ball player, but I would say Carrigan has more physicality. Like he's almost a front rower in the way he runs. I think both these guys, as 
as link men, they're both tremendous. But I, I think what separates these guys from others is their ability to pick and choose those moments. And I think Yo does it better than anyone in the game mm. when he just wedges in between the A and the first marker. Mm. And he knows he, he never gets it wrong. Yeah. He he always wins that set of six on that one hit up. And I'm, I'm starting to see Paddy Carrigan do it more and more as well. Mm. Just that awareness, just that spatial awareness to know, okay, now's the moment for me to go and I win the advantage or he tips on or he goes out the back. Um, I, I think there'll be a set of six in this game that is won by one of those wedging runs they do because the rest yeah. of the team just... And you can see whenever Yo does it, Nathan Cleary goes, okay, yeah, let's, let's go. go. Let's I go, go now. Yeah. Where do you see the difference, Timmy? It's the ball play, mate. Mm. Yeah, if I say Yo and... We keep talking about how how heavy Penrith have gone on. Sorry, Penrith. The Blues have gone on Penrith players, and a lot of it comes back to Isaiah Yo being the middleman in between Appy Corrissau, former Penrith, obviously Luai Cleary, and just the transition when they go from side to side is so smooth because of Isaiah Yo and what he does. Mm. You know, if I'm looking for a bloke to truck it up and and do the hard yards, this is no knock on Isaiah Yo, but probably narrowly I would go towards Pat Carrigan. Mm. As I said, I think he's more of a like a front row heavy sort of prop four where he does the hard yards but Isaiah's ball plan and he's so slick and I think that could be the difference between mm. the sides it's also where like the, the differing oh, I think one of the big differences is just their body shapes so Isaiah is so much longer and it makes him you know if you go up top, uh, up top to stop the offload good and well his leg drive is just incredible. If you go low, he creates something. He's just so hard to handle in that respect. As a you know, what doesn't get spoken about enough, in my opinion, Paddy Carrigan was player of the series last year. Mm. Yeah, you know, like we're talking about the player of the series win in series with Kalen, like an incredible win. And also, I'm pretty sure that was his debut series, wasn't it? Could you check? Maybe he debuted the year before. I tell you what, it might have been his. Game one might have been his second game, maybe, but I'm pretty sure it was his debut series. But realistically, it could have been his third series. No forward should come in and have as that much impact on a football. <laughs> no, nah, it was his debut. Yeah. Debut wow. series, yeah. player of the series. Mm. When we talk about made for origin, Carrigan is made for origin. He is Ooh, yeah. purely made for origin. And so I cannot wait for this battle. I cannot wait for it. Which I probably think is, you know, one thing between the two of them that I think if you, you know, polled... 100 people, I think more people would say Carrigan's an origin player than Isaiah Yeo at the moment, even mm. though Isaiah has played more origin football. Mm. I, I think people look more so at Carrigan from that perspective. Well, I think that Isaiah Yeo will have more impact if the game plan that Cleary wants to play is being played. You'll just see Isaiah just carving up. Whereas if it turns into a battle of attrition, Isaiah Yeo still is, he can take mad hit-ups, but Carrigan is that guy. He's the guy of a battle of attrition. I think Carrigan... That suits him, that kind of like the, the ball is in play for 15 minutes, there's no errors, then someone needs to take a hit up, someone needs to take a hit up. I just think that kind of footy suits Carrigan quite a lot. Um, That's it. I, I was sort of a little bit surprised to see their average metres were so similar at club level. I thought, would have thought Carrigan chucking up a little bit more would have had a few more metres yeah. on Yo, which just goes back to Yo going, you're incredible, mate. He's incredible. To, to be arguably the best, probably the best ball playing lock in the NRL, mm. But still average the same me. He's one of the best middle forwards in the game is Pat Carrigan. It's crazy. No? Uh, that's because he picks his times. Yeah. Perfect. Every run is like Every run is perfect. Yeah. Like defences for Paddy and Isaiah, but especially Isaiah, <clears> must be a nightmare because every time it's not a pretend to pass. You know, we always got these forwards that are like, oh, yeah, yeah I'm going to pass. <laughs> it's a genuine... He could throw a mad ball to Cleary or he may run as hard as a front rower. Oh, it is yeah. so hard to defend. Um 
I think it's, as well, like Isaiah Yo would probably be looking across going, a lock, one player of the series last year. I'm supposed to be the best lock in the, you know, in the competition. Uh, huge battle. And not only that, Carrigan was on the bench for two of the games last year. <laughs> he's so oh, made for Origin, it's crazy. It is, he's built for it. Uh, I'll never forget the scenes when they showed inside uh, on his debut, halftime, in the locker rooms. He's in their forward pack, the Queensland forward pack, doing these ones on his debut. Incredible. That ties into the, the Haas v Carrigan debate. Well, obviously on field, Haas, but then you see shit like that and you go, oh, that's yeah. like just build a club around that for 10 years. Fucking hell. Can't wait for this battle. Okay, now next battle, the utility. Hines versus Grant. Look, this is just, it's so unknown what Hines is going to be used as. We know exactly how Harry Grant is going to be used. So like right now, of course, Harry Grant has the upper hand here because we know what he's going to do. He's broken your hearts, you know, multiple times now in origin. Uh, but Hines is the Dally M player of the year. If he comes on, becomes a link man and has a couple line breaks and a try, would we be surprised? Absolutely not. So it does scare me to think of a Hines coming on when everyone's tired because he's so good at front foot footy. That's the thing with Hines. Like, you know, we could be sitting here next to, on the Thursday morning saying, well, Hines is an origin player. Mm. He's just he's just got that about him. But it was so funny. When we were down at Kujiaville the other day, I was watching Hines and how he fit in. And my big worry is, is he the right pick for the team? We don't – like, you've got Harry Grant and you've got Ben Hunt, which I wish we had those two sort of players. And I was sort of sitting there going, geez, we just don't have that perfect 14. And then Craig Wing walked past me. I just went, fuck. That's what I want. That is exactly what I want. Yeah. If Appy goes 80, Hines may not get on the field, realistically. Depending if they want to give Isaiah Yo a rest, I think. But if I you're going to give Isaiah a rest, do you put Cam, Cam Murray there? Or do you yeah, We've got the blokes there. Yeah, so yeah. Like he, if the game's tight, or let's say the Blues are trying to defend a narrow lead, and Appy's got the 80 in him, he might not get on the field. Yeah, that's a good point. Good point. Uh, I can't wait for Harry Grant, though. I can. I can. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, he is just. And when you're when he's playing your team, he creates so much tension and anxiety. It just does your head in every time. If there is a marker that is a hair out of place, Harry Grant can see it and he takes it and he does exactly the right thing. He runs the ball exactly the right amount of meters. The amount of times he'll step out, he'll take three steps instead of two, which makes the A defender stay, and then he creates space on the edge, or he gets out and boom, just hits the afterburners. I am super excited to see Harry Grant come on and do his job. It's just so frustrating <laughs> that, you know, like we, we pick up, he's, he's a fantastic player. I'm worried about his, him playing the big minutes, and like you've got your bench hooker who is well and truly good enough to be playing 80 and would handle himself across 80 minutes, but you've just got the luxury of picking St. George's halfback to start at hooker. Mm. It's it's an unbelievable position you guys find yourselves in. And, yeah, Harry, I've said before, I, I think he'll be the second best hooker ever eventually. Mm. And I think that these years that he's going to spend with Ben Hart are going to be so good for him. Mate. So good for him. Cannot wait. Cannot wait for Harry Grant to get on the field. Um, and just having... Two series behind him, combinations yeah. with Cam Mus, Daly, Cherry Evans. Turning it better and better. Yeah, yeah. get better and better. Um, and as you said to your forward packs, you know, your hooker's only as good as your forward pack. Like your forward pack, everyone is in form at the mm. moment. Especially when Harry Grant comes on at the same time as the blokes are about to mention. Oof. Which is when, when when Harry Grant comes on the field, that's the exact moment I want Jake Geroy to out there. Yeah, I know, to cover everything. Yeah. 
Okay, let's get to the bench. Murray, Paolo, and Martin versus Tino, Cotta, and Arrow. What a battle. What a battle. Um, we won't go to stats because it's almost irrelevant to a degree because they're playing different roles to what they would play at club because they're all starters at club except for Arrow, obviously, recently. I don't know which bench is better. Maybe knowing the known, so knowing how they can play at Origin in regards to Harry Grant, knowing what he can do, maybe that tips the scales in Queensland's favour, but we don't know what Hines is going to offer. Mm. If Hines goes on and does what we hope he can do, then this could genuinely be a 50-50 even split of who's got a better bench. If we're including the 14s as part of this conversation, I'd lean slightly towards Queensland, but if you just look at those three forwards, I think I'd rather our boys. Mm. Timmy? The, them three players, they're, they're almost like perfectly like-for-like, aren't they? Yeah. And, and a great sign of three of – sorry, six of the best players in the NRL. Uh, you blokes, Guru in particular, talk about how starting isn't the be-all and end-all in the current rugby league mm. era. It's like your bench impact is – you know, it can be just as effective off the bench. Those six players are as good as they come in the game at the moment. I don't know who's better out of those six. Like they're so similar. It's so good. Like Tino, Polo, Cotter, Murray, Martin, Arrow. And this is where I like I, I personally think it's never been easier in rugby league to lose a game from the coach's box, just depending on when you put the right guy out there. Mm. <clears throat> and the quick play of the balls and knowing when to bring him on and when to t- – yeah. It's, it's, so does Liam Martin come in through the middle or on the edge? Oh. <laughs> I think it's another player by year kind of thing. You know, yeah. see how Hudson Young goes. Does he handle the moment? Does Frizzell handle the moment? Um, Martin may come on through the middle, or he may Hudson Young may get twenty, and like he might be struggling. He might. I guess. I guess the other thing is you talk about playing it by year. Is the Fafita effect? If Fafita's causing a ruckus, maybe you just go get Murray out there. Get Mar- do you go Murray out there and put him? Do you go Martin on him? I'd, yeah. No, I'd go, I'd go Murray for sure. Just, if, we've if seen I've, him do it before. If anyone's carrying, like, if anyone's causing carnage on the edges, Murray's getting put straight on there. Like, he's the guy to get the job done, in my opinion. Then we just lose so much through the middle, though, without Murray. Yeah. Martin's I, also a dog in D. Yeah, I, I would be happy to put Martin up yeah, against him. I, I would fix the problem with the best person possible mm. quickly rather than be like, oh, but we could use him for the yeah. middle. I just think that Murray is such a good defender. Um, I'd be yeah, I'd be plugging that hole with Murray. Yeah, yeah I don't know. If, if you lose the middle though, with Ben Hunt and Harry Grant, it's red rover. The one thing I do I do like is uh... there's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. I think that the Blues, we mentioned, I mentioned earlier, are going to play some really expansive footy. And I think they're going to use the ball out of their own end. And we have such terrific ball-playing forwards with Isaiah Yo, Cam Murray to come in there, Junior Barlow, one of the best front-row forward ball-playing forwards in the game. So I think that ties into our game plan. I, I honestly think we're going to go try blow you blokes out of the park early on 
as we did in 2021 with expansive, big, long, wide passes coming out of own end and just make your pack work. Because you want to get into a dogfight, the Maroons. They do it every single year. You want to get us to your level, kick early and turn into a dogfight. I don't think the Blues want that. And I think the selection of Josh Adokar, for example, off the back of one game Mm. shows that. Yeah. Oh, man, it's going to be interesting. I can't wait to see Cotter again in the Origin Arena. And then Arrow coming on. Arrow and Martin, could they, like, it's so bizarre. Could Arrow and Martin be any more similar? Like, they are so similar in the way they play. It is crazy. And they're both just as slept on as each other. Yeah, for How sure. How important they're going to be in this game. Like, Martin was arguably Australia's best. He was so good mm. for Australia, Liam Martin. Uh, and, like, even when he come on the other week after being gone for a while, he was so aggressive. It was crazy. His game for Australia, he was shot in Nelson of Solomon. Like, no one does that. No one does that, but the dog, Martin, does it. Um, really interesting, I reckon, really interesting uh, series for Paolo. Because he's, he's a veteran now. He's no longer the big, young forward that can offload. And mm. He's a guy that's going to have to lead from the front and, and almost um, take a similar role that Papaliti took with the Queensland side. Um, be a, a leader to the young guys coming through, teaching them how to certain things do you need to do that you need don't need to do. Cannot wait. I can't uh, wait until an hour before and we see the proper team list. And yeah. just, and, then, and then you get to really analyse who's going to know who's gonna be where. Yeah. Um, I'm sure there'll be part of the coaches that'll see the other team and go, fuck, I wish I would have. Or whatever it yeah, might be. Like, yeah. It'll be very interesting. Because I wonder whether... I reckon they'll be part of both coaches going, what will Freddie do or what will yeah. Billy do? And like, try and if Tavita Pangai Jr. isn't starting... Would have it been smarter to start Tino over Flegler? Yeah. TPJ is going to be the deciding factor, how mm. Freddie uses him. I think he comes off the bench. I reckon he comes off the bench as well. Yeah. I reckon just I that so. first 20, it's, you just don't know how it's going to turn yeah. out. I reckon they start with Paolo because he's been there, he's done it, he knows sure. the pace of the game. But Freddie did say, it's a gamble, I'm all in. I'm all in. So maybe he's just going, nah, no longer am I holding back of like, oh, safe this, safe that. He's just gone, no, nah, I'm backing our boys to just be too big, too strong through the middle. How good. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That is uh, the deepest dive ever <laughs> into an Origin match. We will not be doing that every single Origin match. Um, but obviously, we'll be reviewing the uh, reviewing this Thursday, guys. So make sure to be ready for that. It'll probably drop 3 p.m. Um, on Thursday. So make sure to be ready for that. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.